0: Oh, that's a Super! super,
1: super. Oh, that's a brilliant follow-up play by Mahé!
2: Oh my goodness, man, what a shot!
1: 100 set! 100 set!
2: Hello everyone and welcome to the Uninformed Handball Hours First Pre-EHF Euro twenty twenty-two special. It's Chris O'Reilly, and with me, beside me, in his apartment, Brian Gambian. Hello, Chris. Welcome to my apartment. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, over in Copenhagen for now, it's Alex Gulash. How's it going? How you going? How are you going, Chris? <laughs> How you going? How are you going? First words of the podcast. All the way over in <laughs> Copenhagen, Australia, it's Alex Gillett. How you going? How, how you doing, Chris?
3: Uh, how you doing, Brian? I always seem to be the one left out. It's a two of you in one location and uh, me in another room. Uh, but hopefully in
2: this championship, that's not going to be the case. No, that's uh, hopefully not going to be the case, at least not for all of it. We are back for another EHF-Euro collaboration. This will be the fourth one we do. And uh, the second time we're doing a women's championship. We did it two years ago under very, very weird circumstances when Brian was stuck in a hotel for three weeks and then came to Gothenburg to cover the final <laughs> weekend. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all going to, at one point or another, uh, we'll all eventually be on site for that. But, uh, Alex, before... Well, I think people who've read the intro or who read the blurb know what's coming later. But we do have the first of our pre-championship interviews coming. And we always manage to, to get some big hitters before the championship. And this time is no different. We have three of these pre-championship uh, interview podcasts coming up. Uh, this one features one of the co-hosts in Montenegro's uh, Jovanka Radicevic and Georgina Yalkovich. And uh, kind of two generations of Montenegrin players, uh, both currently still playing for the team. I'll speak a little bit more about the two of them and what we're going to talk to them in a moment. But I'm going to pass it over to Alex to uh, tell us all about the Women's EHF Euro 2022.
3: Exactly. So the EHF Euro 2022 will take place uh, across three countries. One of them you just mentioned, which is Montenegro, as well as Slovenia and North Macedonia. So um, exciting uh, prospects for all of those countries participating in. Uh, first-time hosts, all of them, I believe. Is that right? Um, first-time hosts, all of them. Uh, and if it feels like the tournament is coming a little bit fast... Uh, that's because it is. Uh, the tournament is a, a little bit earlier than uh, what we're used to, and um, traditionally running into December. But uh, there's a small thing called the World Cup uh, in football going on around that time. So this time, this tournament takes place between the 4th and the 20th of November, uh, which gives us an opportunity to see... A lot of exciting teams and we'll be speaking to a lot of the exciting teams throughout the tournament. So the three of us will be based across the three countries and finally getting together in Ljubljana for the the big finals that will happen there in a huge arena. The 12,460 capacity uh, arena in Stotsitze. That's probably said really, really poorly, but uh, that will host the semifinals and finals. With the other places are Selya, Podgordica and Skopje, uh, which will be host cities. Uh, where are you going to be
4: based, Brian? So I'm starting in North Macedonia. I'll be there for the preliminary round and then the main round also. And then I will move to Slovenia and Ljubljana on the 17th um and then i will spend the rest of the tournament in Ljubljana with you two lovely gentlemen
3: mm. and chris how's your journey looking
2: mine mine is very slovenia focused having uh, now spoken to the, the players and maybe that's giving away too much that we've done the interview before we've done the intro is that bad I, i i do feel like i want to go over to Podgorica now just for that first week but i'll be in celia and i'm sure that'll be great as well i'm going to be commentating the uh group in celia which is denmark sweden slovenia and serbia which i think is perhaps the most exciting group of them all and then going over to ljubljana for the rest of the championship so uh yeah that'll be nice Brilliant. And I'll be
3: in joining, uh, the championship in Ljubljana for the main round and onwards, where not only will we be bringing lots of podcast episodes. So as we said, there's at least three preview, um, interviews with some big stars, uh, the first of which, which you'll hear today. Um, we'll also have some pre-tournament. Uh, podcasts as well as a, a podcast coming out every second day throughout the championship. And not only that, you can also catch us live on the EHF Euro Twitch channel, um, where I'll be doing some hosting. Chris will be doing some hosting and the three of us will be together for many, many live and raw content, unedited, unformed, humble hour podcasts. So lots of exciting, um, Things coming your way. On top of that, we're also gonna be keeping you up to date on what's going on with uh the rest of the humble world. But today our
2: focus is Montenegro. Yeah, I love how you said raw there. That's the I think the big takeaway when we do live things, it's raw. (laughs) That
4: is very I'm not sure it's a selling point, (laughs) but okay.
2: Uh, yeah I don't know yeah people people seem to enjoy it so that's we're still here that's I mean. people do like the raw stuff but yeah we'll talk a little bit more in depth I think about the uh, the championship as we get closer to it and maybe we'll talk a little bit about Montenegro after this interview uh, but we'll go into the interview now we had the Brian and I had the pleasure uh, of speaking just before we're, we're talking now with Jovanka Radicevic. And Georgina Jelkovic, Rudicevic, who was a part of the Montenegrin team since it was formed in 2006, so since they got independence. So she's been a part of that team since the very beginning. I was a key player 10 years ago when they won Olympic silver and Euro gold, which uh, we look back on a little bit. Back then, Jelkovic was just 15 years old and it wasn't much later that she actually became a part of the team and has since then become a key member of the squad as well. So it's kind of two generations that have melded into one in this interview, which is really nice. They're going to speak to us a little bit about that. The memories of 10 years ago, the spirit of the Montenegrin team that makes them such a nightmare for every other team to play against and what they're looking forward to next month.
4: So it's been 10 years since Montenegro won their gold medal at the HF Euro in 2012 and of course you both had very different connections to that event. Uh, Ivanka of course you were a player at the time and and uh, Georgina you were more of a budding player. Um, I'd g- like to ask you both the same question what are your personal memories of that of that time? We'll start maybe with Ivanka.
1: Looking um, it of course it was uh, before 10 years so long, uh, but um, always are uh, really nice and really good memories because we uh, did this year something what um, really I don't know and I don't remember that that some national team uh, took two medals in this short period like we did uh, with uh, Montenegro on Olympic Games and after uh, European. And for me, always make some um really nice memory and emotion, and sometimes it's really hard to to explain with the words because um we are a small country, and um uh for us, the jersey of national team is uh uh something special to every one of us and uh yes, we did something big for our country, and uh, even if it's past ten years, always it's nice to to uh, remember this final against Norway in, in Belgrade and I'm really proud that uh, I had chance to be part of that team.
0: For me, in that moment, I was 15 years old and I was in my hometown, Niksic, watching all this championship tournament. And uh, I can say that uh, I could just dream that one day I can play with these players. Also, I didn't know them like personally. I was just looking at them like, stars and that uh, I was so happy and it's stupid to talk what they did for our country to win a gold medal on this big championship. It was something uh, so big and they represent our country in the best way. Uh, I was then I was so happy that I have a chance after to play with them and also what I can say for what they did, it's just for really big respect. And
2: as you said, you were just 15 at the time. Do you remember what kind of or what handball was to you then? Because it wasn't so much longer or later until you started playing at a senior level. But did you already know then that you wanted to become a professional and that, you know, playing with these players uh, at a world level was something that you were destined to do?
0: Yeah, I was really dreaming. And when I started to play handball, I was really dreaming that one day I will play for senior national team. But in that moment, I could say that uh, I was really dreaming that I can play with them. Uh, I know that, okay, maybe I can do that. But I was so young and watching them on TV, it was really like (laughs) I I couldn't say that uh, I was expecting that in two years after that, that I will play with them. And then after that happened, and for me, that championship uh, 2014, it was my first championship with national team. And uh, I wasn't playing so much because I was one of the Yankees, but I was so happy that I can make, make massage to them or bring them water. <laughs> I, was <just laughs> that I was just to be with them, to be around stars and... Also to feel good with them, and I also learn a lot from them. They are really big players, big names, and they all the time help uh, to us younger players. They talk about their experience, and I think uh, like it was really like a long time ago that we didn't uh, win some medal, and uh, this championship maybe it's some sign, yeah. but uh, we're gonna see.
4: And Jovanka, has she ever given you a massage or brought you some water? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but really now I'm uh, I'm watching Gina, how she's talking. And really she <laughs> she's young, but I, I really want to say that um, from the beginning until now, she's the, really the sweetest child. Uh, and I can say that she was always, uh, had big respect for uh, the old player. She was always... Uh, uh, even if she was young, she was, uh, really knew it all the time. Her rules in the team, uh, she was responsibility for everything. And you, she, she never was late. She was always on the time. So from first day until now, she's totally the same. And I'm really happy that, um, she has a career like uh, now and, uh, of course, in, in front of her is a big future. And I know that uh, uh, now she is the leader, of course, also in our national team. And uh, for us, she's so important. We saw last uh, championship uh, without her that it's totally different because she is very important for us in defense and in, in uh, uh, attack and also for the music. Without her, trust me, it's really boring in not-
0: not- <laughs> <laughs> like red color on my face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's always DJing our national team.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. For the
2: music, <laughs> uh, like going back to 2012 a little bit again, because uh, I mean, also a, an interesting side note of is that Georgina is, is as old as you were then in that championship. So uh, maybe that's another nice sign for you coming into this one, but as you said, so much happened in 2012. I mean, going back to the Olympics and that silver medal must have been so huge for the country because it was Montenegro's first medal of any kind at an Olympic Games. You were part of the team, Joubaka, basically from the very beginning in 2006, right? So you had been there from the baby steps all the way to to achieving all of this. and And was that something that when you started with the team when you were 19 and, and Montenegro was this newly independent nation that you could have imagined that you'd be achieving this kind of thing
1: everything uh, happened uh, 2010 when we were in a world uh, championship uh, in uh, Brazil if i could remember but i think uh, yes um where we were there like um, everybody expected that we will make something big uh, mm-hmm. even if we in the, in that period had really good team but, uh, we played there really bad and uh, we came home. We lost almost all games. And after that, I knew it that, um, uh, we will do something big in some, uh, some next years. And uh, it comes after two years because I think that uh, when you have on, uh, two position all the time, really good two players, like we had in that period for um, all big success you need time you need the progress you need to be together many years to feel each other if you want to make something big uh, and i think uh, these two years um, we had um, really important uh, meetings where we decide we want to make something or we, don't, we it's better to to don't play for national team and i think these 1000 uh, 2000 um, uh, these 10 years when uh, when we lost on a world championship uh, it was the key for the success in in uh, this 2012, and of course, on Olympic Games, um, no one didn't expect that we will make something big because we were there like uh, out- outsider when we compare with another national teams. But I think we had this chemistry between us. Uh, we really um, work like family. We live like family, and also we had quality um in that period we had on uh, all uh, position two good uh, good players and uh, i don't know uh, something happened between us i think m- most important is this chemistry because uh, uh, when you go somewhere without pressure like we was on uh, olympic games you play without any kind of pressure relax and we show our uh, Uh, our best, uh, how we fight uh, with energy uh, we trust each other, really we we fight for each other for us was the game, everything so we showed that and on the end we had the Olympic medals Uh, of course, uh, in that moment I think uh, we didn't recognize what means that for our uh, country, but um, even if it's past 10 years uh, now we can see what we did Uh, I really hope that some some that we will make something more on Olympic games, but it will be more harder and harder. Yeah. Um, everything changed. And in that in that period, after Olympic games, Bojana and Maya they stopped. And of course, when they stopped, everybody was thinking that we cannot do nothing anymore without them because since that period, Bojana was a really big star. Uh, and uh, she played really good. And for our team, she was uh, really important. And of course... Um, Again, our character and uh, energy, uh, we had chance in Belgrade. And I don't know why, but uh, how I remember it was really uh, in that period, like it's, it was easy to play. Maybe because all this chemistry from Olympic, we put only just some six uh, months um, later. And uh, when we came in semi-final, uh, we were like, what we did now, you know? So everyone was uh, uh, surprised. And I remember this final when we wake up, trust me that we couldn't walk on breakfast. We came on breakfast. Everyone has some pain in the knee, in the shoulder, because um, uh, with Dragan Adjic was all the time important defense. And for us also, And it, we drain a lot of energy for defense, you know? And this morning when we wake up, we came on breakfast, everybody for one table, and we were watching uh, each other like, how we will play final today? Everyone has some big pain, you know? And of course, in our head, uh, always was this final, how we lost on Olympic Games. I never talk about referee, and I don't want to speak about these things, but all this make us more stronger so i knew that we will not lose the final the final and final was really amazing uh, with extra time and i i say if we will play two days against them we will not lose this final because uh, this chemistry and this power uh, and this uh, for me most important thing science with the ice show that this is ours so we will not lose that and all this Really, when I think back and when I look our national team, uh, this is most important. So, uh, until we will have this inside us, uh, I think we have chance to, to make something. And now this is a good sign what Gico say that, uh, after many years and everything what we, what uh, we did uh, for, uh, our country, we deserve that, uh, we are part of organization of European championship.
4: Beautiful, thank you. Uh, that was lovely. Um, but you think it's for both of you the big memories of 2012 and Olympic Games is something that is like a spirit that's continued on through the team, even though since then maybe you've had some ups and downs. That it's a motivation to keep to keep going, basically. That the the memories of those two big events.
0: This what Jocka said. This energy and this our character. It's our biggest weapon. Like. If we have this, we can play really against the best teams. Maybe sometimes we don't have, I can, I know that we have great players, but if you look like uh, every team they have on every position, two or three great players, and then it's like sometimes easier to change. And also during championship, you always have seven or eight games. And to, if you want to play on big level, it's hard if it's just one player in that position. But I think uh, with this energy and everything what we have inside ourselves, like uh, I think that we are raised like this. We uh, we all the time fight for something and this is what we have. And also one time, Perry Johansson, our coach, he just said to us, you are the only team that I need to say be calm, save your energy because we are all trying to give something. And this is uh, what I really like in our team and also now when i'm speaking about this i just want to go on the court to play and i know that all girls have this and uh, when we play like a team when we behave and live like a family we really can make uh, big uh, things
4: yeah because myself and chris were talking about this beforehand we were saying that You're the type of team that when it comes to a final tournament that almost nobody wants to play against for the reasons that you just said. Is that something you talk about as a team? That like We're known for this and this is what we stand for. We're going to fight for every single ball and we're never going to make any game easy no matter who it is.
1: But you are right. I think that nobody don't like uh, to play against us. But I think it's because of this energy and the motion. And um, sometimes it's... um I have I play really long handball and I'm 20 years uh, here and um, from the beginning with national team. But sometimes it's really hard to to explain um what means for all of us this jersey for national team. For me, it's uh, uh, it's me, it's my family, it's all country who lives there. So um, we know how how country like us how they support us. And I'm like Jiko say I'm so excited when I'm thinking now that we will. Play in front of our uh, our fans, but uh, like you said, nobody don't like to play against us because of that. Because I think that they know that if they want to win against us, they need to to be really, really, really good. Because we will never give up. Doesn't matter what will happen, we will never give up. And I think this is what young. Uh, uh uh generation um, also start to 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 have we also try to speak with them, but they also have this you know um even if we don't have uh, sometimes the big quality uh, not always we can see many many games also in men's in uh, women's handball favorite it's not only on the paper you should show, show that on the court so even if we are not many times favorite Um, I think if you, uh, if, uh, you are not afraid to go out on the court and stand and show your power, then show me that you are better than me. I will not pull myself from you, but you need to show me that you are better than me. And I think this attitude... And, uh, how we enter on the warm up, that's why Per was always saying, I need to put your energy down because we from locker room start to, to have this energy, you know, just to, to start. Of course, sometimes it's not good because you lose and drain many energy. Uh, but, uh, this is how, how it is in national team and, uh, When we don't have this, we lost all the time. It's it's basic, of course. Sometimes uh, you need to also have some quality and some calm things in the important moment. But without energy and without this showing emotion, it's really hard to play.
2: In the couple of years after 2014, so after your first tournament, Georgina, it seems like looking at it from the outside, they were maybe some of the most difficult years for the team. Uh, So around 2016 at the Olympics where uh some players were were leaving the team there was a bit of a generational change just after that as well and and as you said Montenegro is not the biggest country in the world so it's not it's not guaranteed that you're always going to be able to develop players to come into the team um were there any particular times in the last few years that that have been very difficult and made you you know you said you that it's your family and and there's something about the jersey that that makes you want to always be there but it also takes a lot of a lot of energy and a lot of time uh, as well as having a a professional club career to to be able to balance it
0: yeah like in these years uh in our national team we change a lot of things also we change four coaches i think and uh, all of them, they have some different system and uh, in some periods it was good, in some periods it wasn't so good and also like you said, when some players stopped to play handball, like uh, it was hard because uh, we are not France or Norway to have like 20 players who are just waiting to be in the senior national team like we are all the time searching for some young players who can maybe in five, six years uh, help to us and This is really like a big problem for all coaches who was there. But also I can say that uh, all these years and like um, championships and also when we don't make result or when we make a result, it's big experience for us. Maybe uh, because we get more chance like to play. Also when I was 18 years old, I played a lot maybe if I'm in some other country maybe I will play five or ten minutes and like this I think it's big experience for all of us like young players in that period and I think like uh, that uh, just because that that I can say that we are ready now for big things and uh, like big goals because if I Uh, compare with other national teams like from our generation it's not a lot of players but in our national team I think it's five or six of us who are 96 97 and I think this is really big plus for for our uh, national team because we also play in young uh, generation and I think that we are ready really for big things. So you mentioned their big goals
4: and Uh, Big aims. Jovanka, what would the big goals and big aims be now for this group of players?
1: Uh, Even if we play home, uh, everybody now, I'm speaking here with the girls in in my club in the Krim and everybody say, like, uh, you have easiest the group in in Europe, but you know, for everyone is easiest another group. (laughs) But um, I really think that uh, we have Tough go- group. When I mean tough, it's that everyone can win against everyone. Uh, our goals. It's always uh, to go step by step. First, I wanted uh, everybody come healthy, like Gina say. For us, is uh, uh, every player really important. We don't have uh, like Jico say uh, players who are waiting just to come in national team. Um, Boyana know all the time who can come, who cannot come, uh, if something happened, uh, wrong with healthy, but, uh, more or less all the time is the same. Uh, we go step by step. First is Spain and we really start, um, before to prepare for, for this uh, game. Uh, many teams change the teams. So uh, we will see. We will go uh, first against Spain, and I think that always this first game is the hardest game because uh, everyone expects something, and you are with full adrenaline. You everyone want to win, and that game can be really big. Uh, if if we win, will be really uh, big uh, for future. And of course, it will be the hardest game, but I really trust in, in my team. I really hope that our tribune will be full with uh, our fans and that uh, they will push us. And then uh, with them, we will make a uh, first victory. Of course, there is German and, uh, and Poland, and they have really also amazing team. Last championship, we lost against Poland. Uh, German, now we can see how they play uh, girls in uh, in Bitterheim. Uh, in uh, Champions League so really it will be tough and and hard the uh, group but we go step by step uh, we will see uh, i really think that uh, we have team for something big and that now it's time to show that
2: you mentioned the fans there i'm hoping that they they fill it up uh, have you heard much about what the what it's like back in in Podgorica and and what the ticket sales are like because we know that from the Buducnost days, that uh, when there was Champions League semifinals and finals, that there's a lot of people out there who can be passionately behind the, the Montenegrin players and teams. And do you do you have a feeling that it's going to be like that uh, next month? That you're going to get these these passionate crowds and and have them by your side?
1: I really think that will be like that. Um, I really hope that first everyone will feel who came in in Modrica how it looks. I don't know if you had any kind of chance to, to watch how was the men's play now with this qualification mm-hmm. in Morocha. And also if we come back, like you said, when Buducinos, uh, uh, played this semi-final and final, um, it's not because it's my country, but I really think that this passion what our fans has for national team, it's really something crazy, you know? So you cannot, uh, um, you can play. I always say you can play in front of them without warming up. Even if they wake up you at two during the night and you go to play, everyone will go to play because they are really make for you something big. I really hope that, uh, uh, uh Tribune will be full. Of course, it's not hard. Uh, it's not easy situation. It's very hard with everything. Um, also we know that situation this with Corona never know what can happen. Uh, still until now, it's always up and down. But I really believe that, uh, first of all, that uh, they will see what we deserve and that they will know that uh, we really need uh, their uh, help. And I really believe that uh, also Federation will do something because of ticket, uh, because uh, even if you look, it's not so, so cheap to buy uh, uh, these tickets, some special because uh, uh, family who has two, three kids, it's not, it's, it's not uh, easy to give, uh, 100 euro for the, for the game, uh, if we know that, uh, they don't have big salaries. So I'm really thinking about everything, but I really hope that federation and they will do something and that also fans, really fans who, who want to support us will be with us
0: and uh, yeah i also want to use now chance to invite all of people to come to watch us and also i think that we deserve that and i know how people in montenegro they really like handball they follow us during all the time and i think it will be great uh, to play in the full arena and also it's dream of every player like to play big championship home and we have now this chance and we don't know if we will have again after, and I think really that uh, we need uh, everyone to be here in this hall.
1: And I will do my best to call when we pass Skopje that from Skopje <laughs> they come to support us. <laughs> that was, that,
2: we, we did talk about that. It's like the, every step in the journey from, from Podgorica to Skopje, then to Ljubljana, it's a bit of a Jovanka Radicevic uh, tour. I your
1: career <laughs> I hope that this is science from God also from me i I really hope that now it's time to make something big with na- national team It's really my big uh, even if i I spoke with Gkwa and i say, even if I have this medal, really it's my biggest dream, and i'm thinking about this really a lot. And I really hope that we will have lucky and that everybody will be healthy and that I will pass all this country where, where Montenegro and after, after Skopje, where I was five years. And I hope they will come to, to support Montenegro and after here in Ljubljana. But okay, now it's, uh, it's long time to speak about long steps, really. But, um, I'm really proud of, of, uh, because I'm so, so long in national team like Montenegro, even if sometimes we had success, sometimes we not, but, um, this living with these girls and this chemistry and this, uh, uh, it's something what I will always keep in, in, in my mind and, uh, all this cannot compare with nothing because uh, 20 years I'm in handball and it's something big, you know, and uh, on the end you will always remember only nice things.
0: I would just say in every city we will have minimum 300 Jokov uh, fans there. Just, just <laughs> 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 yes, we
2: will. That's okay.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> we did mention before that Ten years ago, Yoka was the age you are now, and there was that amazing success. Of course, definitions of success can change over time. Um, and besides wanting to take it step by step, what what do you, at, at the age of 25, what would you define success at this championship with this team?
0: Look, this is also some sign what you say now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I think that we really, I really believe in our team. Also, like um, for me, I had some like hard period behind me. It's about my injury and everything, but I really, uh, I promised everyone that I will come back stronger and I'm doing everything for this. And also when this happened to me, first what I said, okay, it's better now and not after when it's uh, European Championship and uh, I think that uh, all of us that we are really ready for this and uh, I can say that every night, beho- every night before I go to sleep it's all the time thinking about championship like I don't know why and I said okay now I will go just be calm and sleep immediately and then I'm dreaming okay it's Spain, Germany Poland it's just like thinking like a lot of things in my head like my brain is working like crazy <laughs> but uh, I think really I believe in this team and also I know that all of the girls they are just waiting for November to be together and also that now I think that really now it's time and we don't want to promise that we will uh, like go for meta for sure everyone have these goals all of us have big goals but I also, uh, only what I can promise is that we are really, we're going to fight from first game, from the first minutes to the last minutes and we will give everything for our country, for our family to make all of them proud and I hope uh, at the end uh, that we're going to have good results. Sounds lovely.
2: And I think, yeah, I think Brian said it already, you said it yourselves as well, for everything you've done for Montenegrin handball and for the country, I think you, you definitely deserve this this moment of a home championship for for a week, and we look forward to you hopefully enjoying that.
1: Of course, Jico, you didn't take with me in medal, so exactly. I just can say. I just can say that really she's back stronger than she was before. <laughs> she's killer Honestly, now. So.
0: <laughs> make, make some uh, list for music. Now I need to have focus on this. Now it was too much focus on. <laughs>
2: so what what kind of music do you do you take to the dressing room oh my it's better to don't ask (laughs) (laughs) podcast is over okay
1: (laughs) she has has everything everything but Zico is dj everything
4: okay what about this then what about this if you win a medal at the euro you have to publish the list for us okay the the playlist of music
0: (laughs) yes I'm annoying because before the game I always make some list, and then I go in bus with music, and then I go to everyone to push, okay, you need to sing now, like we need to sing
1: <laughs>
0: and, you know like they just <laughs> I said I need some feedback, like some information, and I think also this is also what I like. I like to share my positive energy and also wants to feel I wants to feel everyone before the game that everyone is here, everyone is wake up like ready f- to fight and uh, I need to prepare good for this championship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just don't touch music because if you say, for example, Itana, like, uh, make her nervous sometimes and she asks to her, like, Jiko, what is this song? And then she say, hey, stop, you don't say nothing about songs. So just don't touch playlist. You can touch everything, but don't speak about playlist.
2: <laughs> don't touch Jiko's playlist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for, for talking to us. It's uh, it's a pleasure again to to hear from both of you. And uh, great to see you're both uh, fit and healthy. Hopefully you'll stay so as well. And we look forward to seeing you in action again soon.
1: Thank you, guys. And uh, we invite you that you come in Montenegro. Sure, you will enjoy. It. So we I will hope you'll see that.
2: Um, not so big, but it's a beautiful country. I look forward to seeing you in action and take care and, and talk to you soon. Thank, Thank you. you.
1: Thank you yeah. so much. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
4: Thank you very much to Jovanka Radicevic and Georgina Jalkovic. And I must say, often when you interview handball players or sports people in general, you get a lot of platitudes and people speaking in platitudes. But I really thought that I believed every word what they said there and it really means something different to them to represent Montenegro than maybe other players that we've spoken to over the years. Yeah, It really was, it really rubbed off on me. I was listening to it going, God, I'm so proud to be Montenegrin. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> not. <laughs>
2: you know, the country itself, it kind of reminds me in some ways of like Ireland when we compete, when Ireland competes in sport because it is a small country and sometimes they punch above their weight, often don't, but Montenegro in handball definitely do that, and I think that's always good to remember uh, how how they managed to to compete at this level. And we got a bit of an insight into that now. And as we were saying before the podcast, and said a little bit to them as well, they're just a team that nobody wants to be drawn with in a competition because you know, no matter how good or bad they are. They're, you're not going to have an easy game against them. You're going to really—it's going to be such a pain in the arse to play against them and to try and beat them. And uh, having a bit of home advantage as well for the group phase is going to make that group, I think, very interesting. Interesting as well that Jovanka's uh, teammates at Krim were saying that they've got the easy group, <laughs> which I don't know if that's true. I mean, that's that's Group D with Poland, Montenegro, Germany, and Spain. Spain and Germany, who are top six, top eight teams in the world. Uh, Poland, who beat Montenegro at the last championship and, and have some decent players as well. And then Montenegro, one of the hosts. So it is, doesn't seem too easy to me. Uh, and it's really hard to know exactly how that one is going to go out. As they said themselves, these teams can on a given day beat each other. So I wouldn't go ahead predicting one, two, three, four there. But, uh, still, they have a decent chance of, of making it through, I reckon. I think it's the
3: tightest group, uh, across the four, uh, really could go anywhere. And I think that home advantage, as you said, is going to be really crucial for Montenegro. And we've seen some Montenegro home games in international handball. They are, uh, they're pretty hot and heavy and passionate, uh, which, you know, you, you go into a cauldron uh, when you're playing against Montenegro at home, so that's, um, it's definitely going to be an advantage for them.
4: Okay, so we leave it there for today. That's our first episode, as Chris said at the top of the hour for our Euro coverage. But there's lots, lots more to come. More details coming to you. If you want to stay up to date on what we are doing pre Euro and during the Euro, I think our best place, the best place to follow us, would be on our Twitter channel at Handball Hour. Another episode in the books. Thank you very much from me, Brian Campion, from Chris O'Reilly, and from Alex Kulesh. From everybody at the Handball Hour, goodbye.